Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. The podcast all about getting people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, and the music that have soundtracked their journey. So join me as we open up shop and have a waffle. Welcome to another episode of the Waffle Shop Podcast. Today, I'm joined by a little bit of a legend in my eyes. So stick with me with this one. Uh, Ollie the Chuck. Like, I don't even feel like you need an introduction because you're just a great person. <laughs> That's very, Welcome very kind. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's a great honour to be here. Congratulations on such a successful podcast as well. And um, I've been Thank listening, you. been following you on Instagram, and it's amazing to see your journey unfold. And it's lovely to connect with you because I know we've exchanged a few messages and voice notes, etc. Yeah. So I feel like I know you already, but yeah, really happy to be here. No, I appreciate that. But we're here to talk about you, so <laughs> I, I can, I I can take, do that. Yeah, I can't take compliments <laughs> yeah. or anything, so I'm going to swiftly move okay. past this. Fair enough. Nice. Sorry, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> but for anyone who either lives under a rock or doesn't know who you are, obviously you're a chocolatier. Like I am, I am. In, 20 years like, this year. It's, in, it's not insane, like, but I find it so interesting that yeah. this is like a thing like surely like you have the best job in the world I feel like I do genuinely I am super appreciative of the fact that this is my job that I get to play with chocolate every day and there's no limits and that's what's exciting it's so creative like that the, the limits are you know it's limitless with, with regards to what you can make different flavors we once made a life-size sculpture of David Beckham it gives you an idea <laughs> wow. of, of, of the things that you can make but then <laughs> It, in terms of like flavors I love to push the boundaries and uh, almost challenge people's beliefs in in what works and what doesn't with chocolate yeah. so things like wasabi and white chocolate crispy bacon wow. dipped in milk chocolate and um, I love to kind of push the boundaries in that yeah. way and kind of shock people with flavors and and then <laughs> give them something different that they've never tried before so yeah it's a very fun job I get to be creative every day and I get more and more like Willy Wonka and more eccentric, I think, with it every day. <laughs> this is like, I think when you think of like a chocolate dealer, like, I feel like that's where your head like immediately goes mm. to. So like, yeah. imagine like your yeah. like workshop or like your factory, 
with like these little orange people. That's exactly around. it. That's exactly it. Thank goodness for the umpa lumpers. I wouldn't be able to do the podcast with you. They they continue making the chocolates oh. for me this morning. Um, but yeah, it's. It, Big, big shout out. Holly <laughs> uh, Wonka, as my mates call me. But um, yeah, I have a lot of fun with it. It's, it's, you know what? It's just a fun... You mentioned the word chocolate. Immediately, it brings a smile to people's yeah. faces. And I think what I've realised over the year is ultimately what I'm trying to do, like the end product of everything, is putting a smile on somebody's face, making them feel good. So, um, you know, that that's what I've realised, that actually that's my passion. Like, as much as I love chocolate and I still eat it every day and I'm not sick of it, I, I've got yeah. all the, um, you know, perks of the job with that. But what I've realised is that the end product of making people feel good is my passion. And and that's kind of the driving force with, with what I do. I, I, I think it's brilliant, genuinely. Like, and I think that's what everyone wants, isn't it? Well, everyone wants chocolate anyway. Being like, just yes. to have like something that like you've created a smile on someone else's face like it's yeah it must be so yeah. rewarding to have that it's really job. really rewarding yeah and and what it is for me is it's it's a way of communication i think i've realized this as well that um you the chocolate is is almost like a tool or a, a vehicle that i've used to be able to connect with people and when people say what's the best part about your job i don't say well it's the fact that i get to eat chocolate every day um <laughs> but you know part of me thinks that might be the real answer but it is genuinely like i get to meet so many different people and through from different walks of life and um it's, it's that thing that I've got in common when I meet people. They're like, oh, are you the chocolate man? And straight away, you've got a conversation. Can be talking yeah. about something that I've made recently or something that I'd like to make. Like my imagination just runs wild. So wherever I go, you know, I get a lot of inspiration from, from travel, which obviously I've not done for quite some time. But, um, you know, just connecting with people and looking at what other people do and saying, oh, maybe we could do something together. Like whether it's, uh, I don't know, a chocolate cocktail um, with somebody wow. who's an expert in cocktails. Or I've literally just baked brownies. I've just taken them out of the oven, so the timing was perfect. But I've been working with chocolate for 20 years this year, and it's the first time I've ever baked chocolate brownies, which is quite <laughs> quite, quite crazy. But um, wow. <laughs> there's, always, there's always something new. I mean, traditionally, I I'm, I'm produce things like chocolate truffles, bars, slabs of chocolate, yeah. uh, weird and wonderful shapes, things like a, a chocolate converse or a chocolate baseball cap that you can actually wear. Um, I live in but it's, converse. So <laughs> oh, really? That. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to send you some chocolate converse at some point there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. One thing I do, I, what really interests me about this whole kind of like, I don't want to say chocolate journey, but when I get these kind of chance to connect with people who have these passions and, you know, who are, who are genuinely doing something they love and having that kind of reward from that by putting smiles on people's face, like, where did that start? Like, did you just obviously, I know there's obviously a bit of a, a history. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you a little bit of a. I'll paint the picture for you, kind yeah. of going, in taking chocolate. you back in time <laughs> in chocolate in a, in a chocolate time machine. Um, <laughs> well, basically, I grew up in the family business. Mum and dad used to make chocolates from home. So when me and my sister were kids, literally, we had it was like a mini chocolate factory within the house. So in the middle of the night, naturally, when they were asleep, we used to creep downstairs and get a handful of chocolate buttons to take back to our bedroom. So yeah, we, we were sometimes not careful enough and we'd leave a trail of evidence going back to our bedrooms. But we, yeah, we literally grew up surrounded by it. So my dad used to work in a sweet factory in Stockport. And he, um, that's where he learned how to make things like jelly babies and wine gums, et cetera. And wow. they sent him to Germany. 
Yeah, that's where it started for him. It was it was sweets, and then he learned how to make chocolate. And I think he realised with the chocolate that it was almost an instant thing. You you melt it, you temper it, and then you produce, and then it's like a quick result. Then you can kind of package it and sell it, and you, you start doing markets and realising that it was a business, and he was getting an instant feedback and reaction from people, and and he just fell in love with it. And so I grew up around that sort of uh, passion from my dad and my mum as well you know they've always been a, a great team together and um yeah wow. obviously as a child loving the fact that um like, it was my mates and stuff used to want to come around and see the little chocolate factory <laughs> of course a very popular person <laughs> <laughs> exactly they were just after the chocolate um but yeah queues down the driveways at, at driveway at halloween trick-or-treaters and uh yeah, I think I think oh, I just course, became inspired. Yeah, yeah. can you? That was the place to trick or treat. Yeah, one of those these kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's never too late. It's never too late. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you on the first first of October. I'll only be dressed in an outfit. I'll just be there on your doorstep. Can you dress as a giant waffle? <laughs> there we go. I'm going to write that down. I'm going to write the that creativity, down. Creativity. The creativity <laughs> yes. has see? stemmed already. These Love creative this. minds when they get together. They're, exactly. Then we'll dip you in chocolate and we'll have a chocolate <laughs> waffle. There we go. In fact, this is the chocolate waffle shop today, isn't it? We've got a, a fusion of yeah, the two. There we go. There we go. But um, yeah, back, back to the story. Um, yeah, it was it was just such an inspiring thing as a child. I, I wanted to join the business to, to learn the craft, but at the same time, I also must have picked up some of the traits from my dad in terms of creating something from nothing, which was the, the business. And so I wanted to do something for myself. And so as I say, 20 years working with chocolate. Uh, so that's within the family business, which is called Simon Dunn Chocolatier. And then about um, five years into that journey, so 15 years ago, I decided to start offering chocolate parties. So I basically created a small business where I would go to people's houses and venues with a box of chocolate and molds and bowls and spatulas and piping bags and literally <laughs> just put myself in there and show the kids how to make things themselves. And I literally had to throw myself in the deep end because, you know, I'd never, you know, when I, I remember knocking on the door at the first house where this, this family had booked a chocolate party with me. And I had to kind of act like it was something that I'd done before because I didn't yeah. really want them to think think that they were the guinea pig and that guy? I was just completely <laughs> winging it. Yeah, I mean, I, I obviously knew what I was doing with chocolate, but in terms of entertaining a group of kids yeah. and 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 knowing how to do that, I had no no clue. So I was terrified. I remember knocking on the door, thinking, I actually hope they don't answer the door. I hope this is some sort of a you know. Uh, anyway, I went in, I did it, and and everybody loved it. And I came away absolutely buzzing. And I realized uh, what they responded to, what they didn't respond to. And I think over the years, I refined that process. And, yeah. and uh, I would then have this, this set that I would do. And I'd go in and whether it was kids, adults, hen parties, team building events for corporate events. And um, everybody loves chocolate, like you say. The word chocolate puts a smile on people's faces. So the fact that the chocolate man is coming today is like an exciting thing yeah. already. And um, so I'd set about temper the chocolate, give everybody the molds, show them how to be creative with it. And at the end of the session, they'd have something that they'd, they'd made for themselves from start to finish. Um, and at the and so that's a magical thing in itself for the kids, especially to see this thing being created in yeah. front of their eyes. So their faces was, you know, just gave me so much energy. I would literally be piping chocolate moustaches on the faces <laughs> and uh, just having loads of fun. So yeah, very lucky to have that as my job. And um, 
I think like the biggest changes have come about in the last 12 months, like for, for most of us, for the way that we've had yeah. to kind of adapt. Uh, at first, the, the challenges that, that that brought were, you know, terrifying because all of the chocolate parties were cancelled and, and that was my main business. And uh, luckily, I turned my attention to the chocolate making kits, which I post out and then people join me like this through the screen and yeah. I show them what to do and literally managed to transfer that whole experience in through the screen and then they could connect with people on a global basis yeah, yeah virtually so this that was um, i wanted to ask you about right yeah you were doing these big like events and you know like you know incredibly exactly. busy so yeah. what was that like for you when it did kind of like stop did you like where was your like head at when that happened? Well, it it all sort of gathered pace really quickly, didn't it? And I remember going from having a call with somebody who was booking a party, who was saying, "What's your COVID policy?" Like almost yeah. like what what happens if you can't do it? And I remember thinking, "Wow, I'm not I've not really thought about yeah. this because it was happening quite quickly." I said, "Well, basically, if we can't do it, we will refund you in full." Um, but um, you know, it, it quickly went from that to all parties being cancelled. I remember yeah. feeling very anxious during my my last party, which was just on the cusp. It was before we'd gone into lockdown. So, you know, it was perfectly within the guidelines, but I was becoming quite anxious about the virus yeah. at the time. I really didn't want to, to carry it and to pass it on to family and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I just remember being in a room with all these children thinking, like, what if, so I don't know how contagious it can be. Can it just be in the air? Yeah. And if they're breathing, and am I breathing this in kind of thing? So I just, I wasn't enjoying it. The, the enjoyment had, had been taken away. And um, yeah, I think once everything had been cancelled and we'd had to refund like thousands of pounds and uh, some people had rescheduled, but even now we still haven't been able yeah. to, to reschedule. So um, it was it was like that business is gone, at least for now. So I, I kind of went into a little bit of a, a hole I think for about a week yeah. where I just didn't know what to do and I think it was a combination of of fear like we all had for you know our health and our family's yeah. health and just kind of worrying about that but also like my business I had no idea what I was going to do and then I was talking to my wife Kim and we were, we're trying to work it out what can we do and I was thinking well I can I can still sell chocolates I can sell things online and um, but really where I get my kicks from as you can tell is that that interaction yeah, that engagement yeah. with people so I was I was kind of more concerned about uh, my sanity I thought if I don't yeah. get this part of my personality out and uh, you know it's going to drive me crazy I don't know what I'll do uh, so you know just selling bars of chocolate isn't going to be enough for me so we decided to turn our attention to chocolate making kits, which we'd already prepared. And, and weirdly, we'd had a box of all of the, we had all the stickers, the packaging, everything ready to go. We, we just hadn't had the time to do anything with them. Because the idea was that if somebody had a chocolate party, they could then buy a kit for a birthday present and they could actually do yeah. it themselves and they could watch the video on YouTube. So we, we just realized that this, this was the sort of COVID proof business that we could yeah. kind of tap into but I was under no illusion at the time that this was going to replace the existing business I thought well it, it might just help and it will help me you know it'd be good for me mentally and it can kind of keep keep buzzing with the, the live stuff but it really took off and um, the, the great thing was that we did um, we called it Saturday Chalk Live and we did a live show on Facebook every week and it was like right it's we've got this we've got the show now it's like it's, we need to think what we're going to do how what we're going to fill it with what we're going to do on there so we would say to people right if you grab your kit from the website we're going to make a chocolate pizza if you grab your you know your kit this is what you'll need bowls spoons etc you can do it with us real time so it's like a make along 
And um, and people loved it and people would say, oh, they, they look forward to watching us on a Saturday. And some weeks we'd just kind of make uh, some crispy cakes or yeah. a chocolate milkshake or whatever. And and you get pictures like of all the kids from, doing like, it. From like your side of things, again, but I'm, I must imagine like going from that kind of that space feeling like I don't know what is going to happen now. Mm. I don't know what this mm. is going to look like to then almost yeah. like, oh, OK, now I've got this time to run with this idea. And then yeah. for it to take off the way it did and then be like, oh, okay, I'm mm-hmm. getting that interaction. I'm getting that kind of energy. So that's that it. in itself must have been like, okay. It, it, it picks me up. Yeah, we run with it now. And literally it was running with it because it was the momentum that we were getting from it as well. So we'd be doing the live classes and, um, and then I was being approached by agencies who were saying, you know, can you do a corporate event? And I'd be posting on LinkedIn about um, virtual chocolate making classes and yeah. I was soon getting in court. It's like starting a business again. Um, and and so to get that feedback and, and people loved it was, yeah, the, the momentum was exciting. So just kept going with it. And I'm still in that place now. Like I'm still pushing the virtual chocolate parties or the virtual classes because it, it excites me for, for a few reasons. I think, but first of all, because I can reach anybody on the planet. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's exciting because you don't know who's going to turn up on there, who you're going to be able to connect with <laughs> as a result. I still get that energy. But the big thing is because I'm not there with them, I'm not having to help them. I'm not helping to what we call temper the chocolate. So yeah. they do that bit themselves because I, I'm not there to help. It actually means that they learn that skill. And as a result, they can keep on giving. It is, it is 100% saying you're absolutely right. You know, I've had emails from like people in America who've been saying that they've continued to temper chocolate and and buy extra chocolate and they've bought bought molds off eBay and they're doing chocolate making with the family and they're making memories. So that was a big part part of it for me. I kind of wish like I prepared this a little bit better so we could have done something. (laughs) That's a good point. We could do, we could do part two. I can send you a kit. We'll regroup with this. We'll regroup with this. Let's do it. Yeah. I, because I I did it. I had, um, I had Laura on, who was on the Bake Off last year. And um, I thought, (laughs) we'd try (laughs) and make a cake. (laughs) Did you you do it? It was dreadful. Really? <laughs> she was not happy. I felt incredibly embarrassed. She wasn't very nice about it. <laughs> no, I'm joking. She, she, she was amazing, to be fair. <laughs> a lovely person. Um, yeah, um, I feel like I'm, I'm going to... Yeah. We're going to do... That's going to happen. Um, well, you mentioned a few times here about, like, you know, keeping things going, like, mentally and stuff. And one mm. of the, the reasons why I kind of was drawn to you and like I was like okay and connected with you in the way that I did is that you are very kind of passionate and very open when it comes to like mental health and mindset especially around mindset and I kind of wanted to have that conversation with you like what advice like if someone is in a bit of like a you know in a bad place um, mentally or with their mindset like what works for you and what advice would you give to someone who needs that little bit of a boost? I think it's, I think it's very, very difficult to kind of um, give advice because I do believe that we're all differently. Yeah. Like I think we're all kind of, you know, we all share the same experiences and the same feelings so we can relate to one another. And, and, and that's, that often really helps to find that you can just, if you can just talk to somebody that can relate to you, then that, yeah 
is such a great thing. Even if they can't give you advice, they could sort of say, oh, yeah, I've, I've felt that before. And, you know, I have days like that kind of thing. So it's that, yeah, I know a lot of people do say it, but talk to people if you can. But this one piece of advice that I would, I would offer you to try, and um, this is something that came about through, I was doing a podcast with my friend Ben. So we've got, and you've seen it, of course, the, the Going In yes. Deep podcast. And we'll sort of start with a subject and we'll just kind of go in and deeper. And we, we have this thing between us where we have no judgment on each other. And therefore the conversation just kind of expands. And on one of them, um, the conversations we talked about talking to yourself. And I, I said to Ben, I said, like, I do this, like I do talk to myself. And I realized that, um, you know, as a, as a child, I think, I don't know whether it's, it's a thing as much now, but talking to yourself makes you a, a weird person it's yeah, a weird yeah. thing to do and um, I think you can get away with it in the car nowadays because <laughs> you could just be on loudspeaker yeah. on the phone couldn't you um but it's actually I think um, and Ben would pull it back to talking to your mind so I think that that's the advice that I would kind of give just to check in with yourself and use, there's usually a reason if you're feeling down and deflated and low low frequency I think um it's just by taking a step back having a little bit of a chat with yourself and saying, come on, what is it? Like, and, and if you can come out with it to yourself, it's often hard to open up and talk to somebody else, especially about something that's, yeah. that's bothering you because you, you might think you can't speak about it because it's perhaps you feel like it's trivial and there might be a number of things that are trivial or you might think they are, but they, they mount up and it, things become overwhelming. So if you can talk to somebody who you can break those things down with, or even just by talking to yourself and going, right, okay, well, we can fix these things and one at a time just d deal with it and I think take control take action and I think you've got the ability to change your mind change your mindset change your life I think that's what a big thing that I'm realizing more and more that we've we've actually got so much um opportunity and um, when we change our mindset Definitely. anything anything's possible and it dream is. big and I think it's it's solid advice genuinely because right. it's, it's a bit of a journey that I've been on myself with all this and especially it's it's very weird because like I'm, I'm so grateful of the pandemic because it's allowed me right. that time to figure this kind of stuff out and now I'm the same exactly what you were saying about taking that step back and like find out like either what makes you happy or what's making you feel like a mm. bit crap like yeah give yourself that kind of luxury of time I, I say it yes. quite often now is that if there is one thing that this pandemic has taught us is yeah. the value of time how we're spending yeah. it who Absolutely. we're spending it with and how yeah. invest don't get me wrong it's difficult but investing mm -hmm. in yourself and giving yourself yeah. the time and that yeah. kind of opportunity to step back can have the biggest impact like yeah. both mentally and physically so yeah so I, I 100 100 agree i think um i'm learning all the time you know i've i've, I've gone through periods of my life where I've, i put pressure on things like exercise because i know that exercise yeah. is good for me it's good for my body it's good for my mind i release endorphins i go out for a run and it almost helps me to like shuffle the deck of cards and and prioritize things so when i come back from my run i'll i'll perhaps do the the, the one thing that i really don't want to do first that, that's yeah. bugging me that's uh, get that one out of the way and I think um, another piece of advice I'd give you is kind of like if you can get those wins in, you know, like I would consider going for a run as a little bit of a win. 
and then I've kind of got got a win in the bag first thing and then I get momentum we talked about momentum before I get momentum within my day and I'm on to the next thing like what's the next win and I'm just chasing the next win and it's and it's a good feeling but I think if I don't go for my run then I can um, I can slip into a into a different kind of day where I don't feel as as, as motivated um, but at the same token, I think I've realized not to put pressure on myself when it comes to exercise um, because I have burnt myself out in the past. Yeah. And, and you're quite right, Taylor, when it comes to like managing your time and just, just listening to your body. And if you feel like you are exhausting yourself, then, then, then take your time to um, relax and sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, let, let your body and mind just yeah, repair, let, let everything you need, you need process, kind of, process, yeah. yeah. I think it's quite interesting you said that because I feel like we're in this kind of generation where you yeah. have to be busy all the time. You have to have yes. a business. You have to own your mm-hmm. own, own house. Like you have to drive this really nice car. But like, yeah, do we actually want to do that? Is that what you want to do? Like, don't get me wrong, if there's people out there, right. like, yes, I want to do that. But are mm-hmm. you doing this because you want to do it or are you doing right. it because you think you have yeah. to be doing that? So I think yeah. you're right. I think what I would do is I would start with, if somebody like is feeling unhappy or, you know, that they're on a bit of a bad spell, I think I would just start with, what is my purpose? What do I think my purpose is in life? What do I want my legacy to be? Um, you know, and then, you know, realize what, what's kind of success to me. Is it money or is it to live a certain way? Is it a lifestyle? Is it to have time? Is it to have quality relationships and connections? And write it down, even if it's a completely different life to the one that you've got now. If write down the things that are important to you and, and then kind of work back from there. And, and you can then take the necessary steps to, to make that happen and create yourself a different life. May you speak in my language. Literally, it's true, though, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. anything is possible, isn't it? It's it's just a case of Mate, your approach to it. Exactly, and and I think this is why it is now the driving force, kind of like behind the podcast. Why I love having these conversations like with people like yourself yeah. because I didn't know any of this existed until I got out right. of my comfort right. zone and like was like, yeah, yeah, okay. I feel like now this is my purpose, and it's kind of now I'm in this position where I want kind of my story to be that like, I'm just a regular kid from like Coventry. I got out of my comfort zone and I started to develop a passion and push myself out of my comfort zone and look at kind of, I don't want to say like the rewards because obviously it's a lot of hard work has gone into it, but look what I'm able to now stand here and say, like with all this kind of opportunities, but I want it to be that kind of not like inspirational story, but like, I want it to be like that motivation that you can go out there regardless of like, you know, your mental illness or like your physical like ability, you can achieve some incredible things. Like it doesn't define who you are. It's tough, like incredibly tough, but like with the right mindset and allowing yourself like the little wins, like, you know, getting the stuff that you don't really want to do out the way first, then going for a run, like, take the little wins because these things are going to build and build and build into this brand new mindset and can potentially then turn into a completely different life that you that you want like anything it is possible but you're going to have to kind of put a lot of work into it <laughs> there's one thing that i've got to ask you about and it's something that i'm quite jealous about um 
And as a kid, you know, watching like CBBC and stuff, you know, one of the biggest shows when I was growing up was Blue Peter. And do you have a Blue Peter badge? I do. I do. I'm the proud owner of, I mean, it sounds like I'm really, really bragging now, but I actually (laughs) have two. I've got two Blue Peter badges. Yeah. How do you have two? (laughs) So what have you got to do um, to get one? (laughs) I know. I know. Well, basically, yeah, I always wanted to get a Blue Peter badge as a kid. used to watch the show. And it's a funny story because when I, so let's go back 10 years and I applied to be a Blue Peter presenter. So they were looking for a new presenter. You had to film yourself, do a show reel, post a show reel on YouTube, send them the link. So I did that. Uh, I didn't get the job, but it was an amazing experience, even yeah. just to film the show reel. I think for me, I was at the beginning of, of a journey of becoming more confident in front of camera and that sort of thing. So it was great. I did manage to go down to Media City and and uh, I didn't meet the presenters at the time, but I kind of got to know some of the team at Blue Peter and I, yeah. I made this big chocolate Blue Peter badge, which I gave to them. And I've talked about this ever since. And I always said, you never know, one day they might ask me to come back on the show. They might ask me to come and do some chocolate making. They might just keep me in mind for that. And it's something that I've consistently said ever since. Yeah. And last year, December, um, December 2020, I got a call from uh, a guy called Jack, a very nice guy. And uh, he said, look, Ollie, it's uh, Jack here from Blue Peter. I don't suppose you'd be interested in coming on the show yes. next Thursday. It's yes. our Christmas special. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, exactly. I'm, like, I'm outside. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, exactly. I'm ready. I'm ready with my full Christmas suit, ready to go. And um, it, it was the most amazing experience. It came at a crazy time. So December last year, I mean, I was I was super busy with the virtual events. because, As I yeah. said, we busy doing lots of um, corporate events, truffle making mainly. And um, I also did a Guinness World Record in December for the largest number of people making chocolate together in an online wow. space. And and that was great because it was a way of giving people memories, you know, good memories from 2020. So it was really exciting and we achieved it and it was great. But it came, it was a it was crazy timing, really. When I think about how did we manage to fit that in yeah. with everything else? And then the Blue Peach opportunity came up. And, and, and yeah, it was literally like I had a virtual event in the morning and one in the evening. In the middle of that, I was at, down at Blue Peter. Like, it was a whirlwind, um, but wow. it was fantastic. The, 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 the team there were lovely. I got my Blue Peter badge. I was absolutely made up. I was just, I was living a dream. I was living my childhood dream. I was thinking if I could tell the 10-year-old Ollie that he's going to be on Blue Peter, you know, who would never believe it. I love that. Genuinely, <laughs> I, 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 I love hearing stories like this because it it just make it just makes me feel confident that, like, do you know what? Yeah, the hard work and like just keep going. Like even when things get quite tough, just keep yeah. going because you don't know what it's yeah. going to lead to. Absolutely. Like, yeah. So jealous. I think about the oh. <laughs> I hey, there was a never, it's never too late. One, and I was always like, God, what he did was pick up litter. Yeah. <laughs> Rubbish anyway. Oh God. <laughs> so, I mean, the fair play to him. He did a good deed. He obviously he deserved yeah, it. Yeah, I was always like, hmm. So yeah. I'm, no. on, I'm on a mission now. Go it's on. almost like the blue the, that that unreachable. Um, sometimes you put these things in your mind as as the impossible, and I think um, 
the way if you approach it as no actually this is possible this is something that i'm going to do i think you're sending out the right signals and you you know sharing that vision with other people like i did talking about one day they might just ask me on the show yeah. and i feel like there's there's a powerful force there when it comes to to sending out the, the signals to the universe the law of attraction you know i'm a Definitely. believer in all that and just like making things happen and um you know you do need a little bit of luck but i think you genuinely do need to believe that these things are gonna work out so that was just a, an amazing opportunity in december and then for them to ask me to come back again at easter and this time was in the Blue Peter Garden. So I was making chocolate eggs with Lindsay, the presenter, and they got me involved in the egg hunt. So I was running around the Blue Peter <laughs> Garden looking for Easter eggs, which I'd made, funnily mm. enough. They got me to make those. Um, <laughs> and like, it was hard work, and then you have to and run then around, around for them. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> And I didn't win, so that was an even worse. Oh, but wow. it was it was it was hilarious. I know, I know, but I can't complain. I've got I've got enough chocolate, I suppose. Um, yeah, so it, I think it's made kind of made me realise that yeah, anything is possible when you really believe in it and you take the steps and you, you take action and, and work hard to achieve it. You know, I never thought we'd be able to do a Guinness World Record, especially not last year. And yeah. um, I think it was just a perspective shift for me, and it was definitely valuing valuing time, but also valuing what's most important and before the pandemic I was running a business where I was training people around the country I was running around I was I was managing a team but I wasn't really doing what I loved I wasn't yeah. really getting time to be creative with chocolate pursue that and really hone in on my skills and getting myself in front of camera doing videos and uh, I feel like as soon as I got the chance to do that <clears throat> I was being asked to go on Blue Peter I was putting more content out on social media and I got asked to go on Steph's Pack Lunch as well. So I've been on, on there yes. twice now, which has been amazing. So yeah, it, it kind of feels like um, a blessing, uh, like you say, that Taylor, I and I think a, a journey. I feel like I'm at the beginning of the journey though, which is the exciting bit. So, so I was about to say, so it's quite, this is why I love having like a waffle with like people like yourself. Mm. In a very similar way, like I feel like I'm just about to start on a bit of a journey yeah. myself and yeah so to have this kind of conversation of like with mm. you know people going through like similar things like do you know what yeah this is something that I'm good at this is something that I feel yeah. passionate about like I'm just excited to see where it goes yeah with yeah. obviously to kind of like wrap up the episode a little bit where yeah. do, where do you see this going for yourself like what what, what is the like the dream and this is a really good question. This is my, my most, the most exciting question. I think it's the, the most exciting question that, that we should all be asking ourselves. Um, yes. Coming back into what I was saying before about purpose and about legacy and, and how do you want to be, be spoke about when, when you're gone and, and you know what's, what's the legacy that you leave behind. And I think for me, the, the message to other people that, that anything is possible and pursue it. And I think um, somebody asked me, a good friend of mine, John, asked me a few weeks ago, like, what's what's the plan? And I thought, yeah, it's a really good question now because I think over the years, I never really had a plan. There was kind of wanting to grow this business, but it, you know, it pulls it back to what you were saying before, but is that really what I wanted to do? And I was, yeah. I, I kind of managed to check myself and go, you know what, why do I want to have a hundred chocolatiers working for me, doing a hundred chocolate parties a week and having all this stress, is that what I really want? Because why am I doing that? Am I doing that for money? Because I'm not really in it for money. It's not, you know, I feel yeah. like money is, is 
you know, something that we all need to live and, and lifestyle, et cetera. But I feel like that's something that will come um, if you do things well anyway. And the only way to do things well is to do what you love. And for me, it's been a journey of, of self-discovery and, and deciding who I am, who is Ollie de Choc. And yes, for me, it is that guy that goes on Blue Peter on Steph's Pat Lunch and shows people the passion, the joy of chocolate. It manages to kind of break it down for them in a way that they can do it. So it takes away the barrier for them and um, gives them something that they can be creative with, make memories with and, and just have fun um, with. So that's kind of something that I wanted, wanted to spread far and wide. So when my mate said to me, what's the plan? I thought, well, the ultimate goal would be to have my own show. Because when I've been on these shows before, people have said to me and I've seen comments on Facebook, you should have your own show. And it's like when other people kind of share that belief and that vision, it becomes even more powerful. So that's what I've realized. And I've, I've like then honed in and go, okay, so what if I want my own show, what do I need to do? Well, maybe I need to think about putting together a pilot. Maybe I need to speak to somebody who can help me put together a pilot. Yeah. And um, that's what I've done since then. I've, I've actioned it. And, and every day I'm taking steps to, to make that happen. And what's the worst that can happen? You know, like I get to meet new people and, um, you know, who knows, but I'm taking the steps in the direction yeah. of my goal. It might not be direct, but, you know, one way or another, I feel like I will get there. Mate, and that's the plan. That's the it plan. It will happen. Like, <laughs> with your kind of, yeah. like, personality, your drive, like, everything, like, it, I will be, be very shocked if it doesn't happen. So well, I appreciate that guess, a lot. Then you know, hundred percent. We're in the same kind 100%. of business. With the... We can have a waffle <laughs> and we can make some chocolate waffles. We can See? definitely do that. Possibly but that's what it does. It, it connects people, and that's what you're doing here with the podcast. You're connecting people, connecting energies, bringing in different perspectives and different outlooks, which I think helps more people because yeah. you know uh, some people resonate with with some people, and and so the more perspective and angles you can get the better i think that's for me with the chocolate getting to collaborate with with i don't know chefs and my, my, my goal would be to travel go to different countries and uh yeah collaborate recipes and chocolate twists on things like a chocolate burger and a chocolate cocktail but also the fusion of people like people like ingredients are they i want to see that i want to see you go to like see. all these really like random countries like making things out of chocolate or like finding out what they put in their chocolate and stuff but i love to well, programs like that so do you well i owe it to you taylor i'm gonna make it happen yeah there's <laughs> a place you. in is a <laughs> there's a place in italy i think, it, I think it's uh, sicily they've made chocolate there the same way for like over 100 years and it's like a big, i don't know grinding the cocoa beans on a stone or yeah. something like that and it's got like a gritty taste rather than a smooth taste which we we normally expect from chocolate but that gritty taste is kind of like a a different consistency a little bit of a crunch and it's that's their usp that's what yeah. makes it so so special and uh, yeah to kind of go and uncover the world's secrets of chocolate and cocoa and the spiritual side cacao ceremonies there's so much there to, to be done so i'm excited <laughs> yeah let's do it let's go <laughs> cocoa I'm adventure date. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> let's go <laughs> <laughs> love it love it oh, bring it on mate seriously i have i've loved this and i'm so glad we got the chance to kind of finally get something like yeah me too thank you so much for, for asking me i'm really glad it's worked out and thank Anytime. you for you know i know you've been super busy you persisted with it and you know again congratulations on the success because it's it's helping people and that's 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 the most amazing gift that you can you can really deliver. So I appreciate that. Again, I'm going to swear past that because I don't yeah. like compliments. 
but yeah. <laughs> honestly, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show, and I can't wait to watch your show. So, well, here's to that. Thrown out here's there. to we're that. Thrown out in the, into the universe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's a more powerful vision now. So, thank you. Thanks for sharing that with me, and and thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Huge thank you to my very special guest this week, the insanely talented Ollie LeChoc. Make sure you check out his work because it is phenomenal. As always, hit subscribe and I will see you next week. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.